Welcome to the Money Pilot Financial Advisor Podcast, where you team up with Money Pilot founder, former Army helicopter pilot, and your host, Katie Cannon, to put your money where your heart is. Together, we'll tackle issues big and small so you can take charge and land your financial life. Welcome to Episode 10 of the Money Pilot Financial Advisor Podcast, where we'll ask, what am I worth? Okay, actually, that's a trick question. You're priceless. All human life is priceless. But one common term used in financial planning is net worth. So today, we'll talk a little bit about what's your net worth. So first off, net worth can be determined with a little formula. It's assets, which is what you own, minus debt, which is what you owe. And yes, it is possible to have negative net worth if you owe more money than you actually own. So let's say you know one of your neighbors might be a millionaire, but you don't know which one. It should be pretty easy to figure out, right? He's the one with the fat bank account, the big house, and the fancy car. I'm sure. Probably. Well, maybe not. But he does have a $1.5 million house that he bought last year. So let's start with that. He put 20% down, that's $300,000, and took a mortgage out for the rest, $1.2 million. The car he bought for $75,000 three years ago, well, that's only worth $50,000 now. And he still owns $40,000 on the car loan. And turns out he loves to live for the moment. So he has just $20,000 in savings. He spends a lot on credit cards, but he does pay them off every month in full. So the value of our first wannabe millionaire's assets, his car, house, and savings, total $1,570,000. But his total debt is $1,240,000. So his net worth, assets minus debt, his net worth is just $330,000. The bank owns all the rest. He's still just a millionaire wannabe. What about the family down the street? You see them, they're around quite a bit. They don't leave town much. They ask you to keep an eye on their house like once a year when they go off camping or backpacking in some far-flung park. The two kids are always around, playing with friends and working in the yard, probably because the house is a bit small. They've been driving the same two cars to work every day for years. It's definitely not them. Or maybe? Turns out they bought their tiny house 15 years ago for $125,000. They've taken great care of it and keep it bright and tidy. It was just assessed at $200,000. They still owe $70,000 on their mortgage. Both cars together, old reliable one and two, are worth just $15,000, but they were paid off long ago, so the cars are all theirs. The couple has good jobs, and they regularly saved $10,000 a year into each of their workplace TSP and 401k retirement plans. Total put away so far, 
$300,000. But the value of those stocks and bonds they invested in have gone up over time. So today, their accounts together are worth $550,000. And when their two girls were each one year old, they started 529 savings plans for them on their birthday. They put away just $100 a month for each in each one. The stocks and bonds in those accounts also increased and together are now worth $60,000. Enough to put a big dent in state college tuition, which is coming up in a few years. So the grand total of their savings, the house, the cars, is $825,000. To find their net worth, we subtract their debt which is just their mortgage of $70,000 from that. This family's net worth, $755,000. Still not quite a millionaire yet, but well, well on their way. So what's the secret to becoming a millionaire? Well, honestly, it's no secret. Start early, spend less than you earn, and save the rest. The less you spend and the more you save, the higher your net worth will grow. When you invest that in something that will grow in value, your net worth grows even faster. So maybe you're thinking, great, I'll just be Midas. I'll spend my days locked away counting my growing pile of cash. Well, if you really love counting, that might be right up your alley. But honestly, why have it? If you can't spend it, right? Let's take a look at that. Straight up, you should have enough savings in the bank to get you through a short-term emergency. Like, you can't work temporarily, your car goes kaput, your child gets sick, the air conditioner goes out, you name it. Once your short-term is secure, it's time to look at the future. The thing about long-term saving and investing is that early and small beats late and large. When you're buying an asset that appreciates, remember that's the value goes up over time, you gotta appreciate that, the growth snowballs through compounding interest and gets bigger, faster, as time goes by. So here's a quick example. We'll take two savers. Ellie starts early and Laura starts later. Starting at 25 years old, early Ellie invests $250 a month and keeps it up for 10 years, investing it where it earns 7% a year. But then she stops and leaves her investment where it is. 30 years later, Ellie is 65 and that $30,000 she invested in in those first 10 years when she was young are now worth $351,000. Now, when late Laura hits 35, she also began saving $250 a month and invested it also where it earned 7% a year. But unlike Ellie, Laura stuck with it and saved that $250 a month for 30 years, all the way until she reached 65. In total, late Laura put away $90,000. But wait. Despite saving three times as much as Ellie, late Laura's savings grew to only $305,000. That's $46,000 less than early Ellie has. Curious? 
what early Ellie would have had if she continued saving that $250 a month all the way to 65? She'd have almost $650,000 saved. That's more than double what late Laura has. It can be tough to start out savings when you're just starting out. But this is a great time to harness compounding interest, to grow your savings over time, and give you a lot more to spend on what you value in life. A 401k or TSP at work is a great place to start, especially if your employer matches contributions. Try to save at least enough to get your full match if you can. So you've got an emergency fund, you've started saving early, putting some aside for the future, Now's a good time to look at where else you're spending your money and put your money where your heart is. Think back about the discussions we had in the last two episodes about assets and debt. Ask yourself, what do I value in life? What helps me rest easy and sleep at night? Then go on and start dreaming. How would you live your life if money, time, and resources were unlimited? Like you can have it all. What would you have? What would you do? Who would you do it with? Take time and enjoy that. Daydream a while. Then ask yourself, what would I do if I could do anything but not everything? What would still be on my list? What would my ideal day be like? What would I do? When? With who? Take time to let what you really value in life sink in. Then go back and take a look at where you're spending your money now. Recall the last two podcasts where we discussed assets and debt, then apply that to your budget. Does your budget match your values and dreams? Years down the road, will you look back and say you lived your best life? with few regrets. I hope you enjoyed our series on assets, debt, and net worth. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for a future podcast episode, please reach out. You can always find me at moneypilotadvisor.com. Thank you for joining today's podcast. Like to find out more? Visit us at moneypilotadvisor.com. Let's team up and land your financial life.